Have you ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know these answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit it does sound a little too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. Good morning, everyone. It is Friday, October 6th. I'm Juliet Bennett-Riley here with Martina Bredis, editor of HubSpot's Next in AI blog, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to talk about the latest developments in AI from heavy hitters, including OpenAI, Google, and Amazon. But first, let's run through the stories making headlines in the world of business and tech. Google launched its new phones, the Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro, and Pixel Watch 2. These phones are going to be able to use new features of the updated Android 14 operating system, including AI-powered photo editing tools and an updated Google Assistant. Today in the Chicken Wars, Popeyes surpassed Kentucky Fried Chicken to take the second place spot in the U.S. chicken chain rankings. Chick-fil-A remains on top. KFC has lost footing in the U.S., where its market share fell to 11.3% in the last year. Hyundai will begin using North American charging standard ports in its electric vehicles in the U.S. and Canada. This move will give drivers access to the 12,000 Tesla superchargers and double the size of Hyundai's current charging network. As Ben wrote, it's like March Madness, but for sad people. The IRS announced its new federal income tax brackets for the 2023 tax year. That would be the ones Americans will file in 2024. Income thresholds and standard deductions were raised for each bracket. And finally, Prada is going to the moon. Axiom Space, the company taxed with creating spacesuits for NASA's 2025 Artemis III lunar mission, announced a partnership with luxury fashion house Prada. All right, so on to our main topic today. We're going to talk about some developments in AI. Martina, I understand that OpenAI has a few updates to its products. Can you tell us about those? Yeah, they've been pretty busy. So first, they release a new version of Dolly, which is their text-to-image AI model. And its qualities were on par with MidJourney and Stable Diffusion. This version of Dolly is supposed to be better at analyzing requests and understanding context. And one of the best features is that it's going to integrate with ChatGPT. So it's going to allow users to easily create prompts. so They don't have to worry about prompts engineering anymore. So just to clarify, I can now go to ChatGPT and I can type in, make me an image of, a, I don't know, a cat playing the banjo. And it'll do it in that platform. I don't need to go to another image generator. I can do everything in ChatGPT. I believe so. Yes. And then I can be like, write me a haiku about this cat playing a banjo. Absolutely. (laughs) I'd love to see it. (laughs) All right. I may try this later. What else should we know about this particular product? 
So to prevent misinformation and copyright claims, they programmed it to decline requests that ask for an image of a public figure or in the style of a living artist. And another cool thing is that artists can tell OpenAI, hey, I don't want my art to train your image generation models. And so it's one way for artists to protect their work from being replicated without their consent. Yeah, that's cool. That's uh, similar to what Getty is doing with its own AI image generator. Exactly. You know, you can't say the Pope wearing a Balenciaga jacket. (laughs) Right. Just won't do it. As great as that was. Yeah. Yeah. What else is ChatGPT up to? They're doing a lot. So now ChatGPT can search the web in real time. So if you remember, the chatbot had its knowledge cut off to September 2021 before. Right. That's one advantage that Google Bard has had over them. Mm-hmm. But now OpenAI, which is owned by Microsoft, has this new feature called Browse with Bing embedded in ChatGPT. And so people can search real time information. Oh, that's interesting. All right. What else do we have in the ChatGPT <laughs> complex? So in the next week, ChatGPT is also rolling out these new voice and image features that's going to allow users to really incorporate the chatbot more into their daily life. So you'll soon be able to prompt it by showing it an image. So let's say you're trying to whoop up a meal, right? Mm -hmm. And you're showing it what you have in your fridge. It can tell you, okay, here's a recipe that you can make based on what you have. Or maybe you're traveling and you're looking for information on a monument that you saw. You can share that image with ChatGPT and ask it to share details about the artist who created it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, assuming that that all works and it's not utter nonsense, like... Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really impressive. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm excited to try out the fridge one because I have a ton of food in my fridge that I don't know what to do with. So I'd love a couple recipes to try out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. On the audio side, you can also send a voice note to ChatGPT and get a voice response back. So they partnered with a couple voice actors to create really human-like audio. And I have to say, it sounds pretty realistic. Yeah. And that's probably an accessibility thing too. Of course. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Let's go back to uh, Google for a second. We were talking about Google Bard losing its edge with this real-time web search. What is Google doing in the, I don't know what we would call them, the AI race, the AI wars? (laughs) Well, unfortunately, it looks like Google's kind of losing at the moment. They're just playing catch up. Hmm. So when they first released Bard, I think the general consensus was that it just wasn't as good as ChatGPT. So they've been working on changing that. They have a Google It feature on Bard, which is basically supposed to double check the information that Bard is giving you. Hmm. So the idea here is that it's going to be more reliable than ChatGPT, right? Okay. They've also connected Bard to other Google products like YouTube and Gmail so that it's kind of seamlessly integrated into your life. So whether you're working on a Google Doc, you're checking your email, you can collect all that information and connect it seamlessly. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I always have a really hard time finding things in Drive. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. It's like an unorganized pit in there. It would be <laughs> nice if I could just be like, can you find me this thing from like three months ago and it could just do it? That would be really great. For me, it would be email. Sometimes I'm digging through <laughs> yeah. an email and I will try every single keyword and it just won't me work. Too. And so if I could tell Bard, hey, I'm looking for that one email where I talked about this, mm-hmm. please find it for me. And then I could drop it into a Google Doc. That would be great. So yes. I'm hoping it's successful. For me, it's always the digital tickets, like Eventbrite or whatever. It's like I'm standing in line and they're like, tickets, please. And I'm like, right. great. <laughs> Where's the confirmation code? Thanks for this email from 2017 that I don't need. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Google's also releasing Gemini, which is supposed to be their latest and greatest LLM. I think mm-hmm. one of their main sells was the fact that it was going to be multimodal. But once again, OpenAI beat them to it by adding new multimodal features to ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of lost that edge. But they do have another advantage, which is the fact that they have 
access to so many data sets from their consumer products like YouTube. And so they're saying that Gemini is going to be really the greatest LLM out there. And because of that information, because they have access to so much, it could be true. We'll just have to wait and see. And just for anyone who doesn't know, LLM is obviously the large language model. And then can you tell us what multimodal is in this context? So multimodal basically means that it can interpret and understand data in multiple forms. So it can understand text form, video form, audio form. So originally ChatGPT could only understand text prompts. But now it can also understand image prompts. You can feed it an image and it can perceive it and then Mm -hmm. give you an output based on that. And so originally before the update that OpenAI made, that was one advantage that Gemini was going to have. But now ChatGPT and Gemini will have that feature. Mm. They're still rolling out some features to paid users and people with free subscriptions may not have access for a while. And then one other thing that I know you wanted to talk about was yet another tech company getting involved here. And that would be Amazon. Yeah, I feel like we haven't been talking about Amazon as much when we're talking about the big players, but they've been working. So they recently upgraded Alexa with a new Alexa large language model, which is designed specifically for voice. And I think we've all had that experience with voice assistants where they just don't hear you well, or you feel like you have to repeat what you're saying, or they misunderstand. And they're just not as helpful as I think we originally anticipated them to be. Right. And so Amazon's looking to change that. I think this new Alexa, based on what they've said, is supposed to be more conversational, more receptive. It's supposed to complete multiple tasks at once. And it's going to work with multiple device types. So your speakers, your lights, even your robot vacuum. And it's supposed to really kind of have this immersive experience to make your smart home really smart. I would like to see that work. Do you think there'll be like a a cool, I don't know, YouTube video where someone's just walking through their entire smart house like it's the future with like their lights turning on? And when will I get to see that? Well, they say they're rolling it out through a preview program right now and we'll get more information in the coming months. But I'm waiting just like you. I want to see it happen. (laughs) That sounds awesome, but also kind of scary, Mm -hmm. maybe. I know. I don't know if you remember that movie Smart House on Disney. Yes, I was was just thinking about it. (laughs) Yes. And that movie, I remember scaring me so much. I couldn't sleep that night when I watched it, when she like got really big and she spun around the room. And whenever I think of smart homes, that's the exact image I think of. But (laughs) I think they're going for a more subtle approach with Alexa. I don't think we have to worry about that as much. (laughs) So Martina, you are always keeping up on the latest in AI, what's happening in AI. Anyone who wants to know more about AI should definitely read your blog. Where can they find it? So you can find me writing on HubSpot's next AI blog at blog.hubspot.com slash AI. All right. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email, and we will see you next week. Hey, everybody, let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, 
Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with performance, burnout, and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online. It's a great hour of conversation with Dr. K, where Dr. K really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout, because you will. And you can listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts, and I definitely suggest it. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts.